Are you a teacher who's feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you worry that you're feeling symptoms of burnout? (laughs) Or are you sure you've already gotten there? Have you started to dream of doing some other kind of job or perhaps pursuing a whole different career? But you don't know what else you're even qualified to do? You don't know how to start a job search? You just feel stuck? If that sounds like you, I promise you're not alone. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I'm a career transition and job search coach, and I specialize in helping burnout teachers just like you deal not only with the stress and overwhelm of your day-to-day job, but to consider what other careers might be out there waiting for you. Join me for Teachers in Transition. In some episodes, I'll be speaking to stress management techniques and how you can manage your stress on a day-to-day basis. In other episodes, I'll be talking about career transition. What tools do you need to be successful in a job search when you're moving from one career into a totally different track? These are questions that you need answers to, and I can help you find those answers. My name is Kitty Boytnock. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. Welcome back to episode 138 of Teachers in Transition, the podcast and the YouTube channel. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I am the owner of Boytnot Coaching and the founder of Teachers in Transition. I specialize in working with burnt out teachers who are ready for a career change but don't know where or how to start. I'm also a certified stress management coach. And because of that, I alternate topics each week on this podcast and YouTube channel. One week I will talk about stress management strategies and on alternating weeks I talk about career transition strategies and tips. This week, the topic is career transition. And I want to address what has been in the news recently. Uh, It's been dubbed the Great Resignation. And it's a topic of interest because in September, over 4 million people voluntarily left their jobs. And those in education were part of that exodus. Teachers who simply decided, nope, This is not what I signed up for. I'm not sticking around to see how this plays out. I'm out. And beyond being fed up, a lot of teachers have gone on medical leave. They are striving to manage their own stress or deal with the uh, fallout of of the the post-traumatic symptoms of the pandemic, and it's a struggle for them. And so they're trying to take some time for themselves to tend to themselves medically. So what does the great resignation mean for those who might be looking for a job or who might be thinking about leaving their job? Do you want to join the other millions who are already out there, or do you want to stick with what you know and what you've got? I would say that the biggest opportunity for people who are in the job market right now is that there are so many openings. 
especially now that the pandemic is moving behind us. It's not behind us, but it is moving in the right direction in most parts of the country. Uh, short, another variant, short, something that we don't know that could happen. People are going to be going back to work and companies need workers. They need people who can accomplish the work that the company has set out to accomplish. That means that there are going to be more openings. And the other thing that it means, I think, is that workers are going to have more cards to play and more power in their uh, grasp than they perhaps have ever had before. For the person who is qualified for a particular job that a company is having trouble finding a qualified candidate for to fill, the, the worker can possibly set their uh, the parameters of their salary, the parameters of their work hours, the, work, the parameters of their work conditions. Uh, one of the things that came out of the pandemic is that a lot of people realized that they like working from home. They, they may miss their colleagues, but they don't miss the commute. They don't miss spending money on clothes that they wouldn't have to wear if they weren't going to work or gas that they wouldn't have to burn if they weren't going to work. And so they've decided they'd like to opt for something that they can do remotely from home at least part of the time. So there will be opportunities, I think, to negotiate some flexible work conditions for some workers. Now, that won't be the case for everybody, I suspect. Some jobs actually require that you be on the premises to be able to complete. Uh, but others will have more flexibility. And so for the job seeker, one of your tasks is to decide what kind of work do you want to do? And do you prefer to work from home or do you prefer to work with a, a team of people that you would meet with every day or every other day? And that's one of the first things that I recommend for anyone who is thinking about a job change. Determine what your work preferences are so that you know what kind of work to be looking for. The other thing, though, that this great resignation is going to mean is that the competition for jobs that are open will never have been greater, which means you have to make sure that you have a resume, a LinkedIn profile, cover letter, and interview skills that can convince a potential uh, employer that you are the right person for the job in spite of the fact that perhaps because you've been in the classroom for the last 15 years, you have the skills, you have the ability to do the job that is open. Now, the, the onus is on you as the educator who is leaving the classroom to convince an employer who is outside of the classroom arena that you have the skills, that you have the abilities, you have the aptitude so that you can learn the job and get the road running in, the, in, the, in a short period of time. 
even if there is a learning curve, you, you want to assure them that you can learn the job quickly and easily. And it, that will all be on your shoulders. You have to be prepared to convince and persuade. The employer is going to, and I'm going, just going to say, be naturally skeptical. If you're coming out of the classroom after 8, 10, 12, 15 years or, or more, the longer, the more skeptical they are likely to be. They're going to be skeptical that you have what it takes to make it in their, in their company or their organization. It will be up to you to convince them, which means it's also up to you to learn their language so that you can speak to whatever their concerns, fears, uh, the, the things that might make them worry that you wouldn't be a good fit for the job. You have to learn their language. They're not going to bother to learn yours. And it's unfortunate but true that many employers who may have gone to public school and may know the kind of work that you've done as a teacher in front of the classroom, they don't have any idea of all the things that you know how to do that don't have anything to do with being in front of the classroom. So you have to be prepared to speak to those skills, the abilities that you have honed as a classroom teacher that can translate into the keywords that are in the job description, first to get you through the applicant tracking system, and then in the interview to convince them that you're the right person for the job. So for teachers, I think the great resignation is going to be both an opportunity and a challenge. The opportunity is that there are going to be many, 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 many jobs that are open because other people will have left them, walked away, which means you have more opportunities than ever. The challenge will be perhaps you will need to do some training I don't recommend that you go back to school. You know, if you've ever listened to me, I don't recommend that you rack up a lot of debt again to get yourself ready for a new job. You're already college educated. Many of you already have master's degrees. Some of you have multiple master's degrees, multiple certifications. So you don't need to go back to school. You might need to take a course depending on what it is that you're looking to go into, especially if it has, uh, if it's technological, if you need to take a course to learn a new technology or to get up to speed on, you know, teachers are great project managers, but you need to know about project management as a discrete and separate entity before you can talk to someone about being a project manager. Corporate training is an opportunity for many teachers, but the company that you're going to be talking to about those opportunities will want to know that you can translate what you've been doing teaching children to teaching and training adults because adults learn differently. They use what they learn differently than students, younger students. So you need to do your due diligence, I refer to it. 
You need to learn as much as you can about the company, about the position that you're interested in. Don't skip over the things that you don't know enough about and think, well, I hope it'll all be okay and I'll apply anyway and we'll just see where the chips fall. Don't do that. That is a waste of your time and their time. Know exactly what it is that you're applying for. And if there are holes or gaps in what you know how to do related to the job description that you're looking at, figure out, do you want the job badly enough to get that training or not? And if you do, get the training. That job may not be available by the time you're ready, but another job like it is likely to still be available. Prepare yourself, get yourself ready. If you're still in the classroom, but you are thinking that you want to make this your last year of teaching because it's just not fun anymore, get yourself prepared, get ready, get the training that you need, learn to learn how to job search properly. That is what will slow you down more than anything else, not knowing and trying to learn by trial and error. You don't know what you don't know about job hunting. And it can and will bite you if you're not careful. You can make all kinds of mistakes in the very beginning of your job search that you don't even know you've made. You can shoot yourself in the foot. You can stall your ultimate success. It can take you three times longer to try to figure it out on your own than it would be just to break down. Find a coach who can help you, whether it's me or somebody else who can walk you through the process, help you develop the tools that you need. One caveat, be careful about hiring a coach who doesn't have any understanding of what you have done as an educator. Don't let someone who's never been a teacher help you with your resume. That is is not the right way to go about it. You need somebody who understands how to translate the skills you have as a teacher into the skills that you need for the job description. And many well-meaning resume writers just don't have any idea how to help you with that. They will try. They will be happy to take your money and write you a resume, but it may not be the right resume. I'm speaking from my own experience. I paid someone $395 for a resume that to this day, 10 years later, I have never used. So don't make that mistake. I still to this day feel like I just took $395 and flushed it down the toilet. That's exactly how I feel about that. So don't make that mistake. Find a coach with some education background to help you, whether it's me or someone else. And look at this great resignation as an opportunity, whether you're a part of it yet or not. If you've you've already quit, you're a part of it. If you are on the fence about whether to quit or not, you may become part of it. And understand that it it, it gives you some power to know that there are millions of jobs out there that are open, waiting to be filled, waiting for the right person. 
and you might be the right person if you position yourself properly. So learn what you can about the great resignation. Pay attention to the companies that are eagerly looking for new workers and see if you can find something that perks your interest and makes you consider that it will be even more meaningful work than what you were doing in the classroom. And that more importantly, it will be work that fills you up instead of drains you dry. Because teaching right now is more draining than it is fulfilling, unfortunately. That's it for this week. Have a wonderful week. I will hope to see you again next week. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.